My name's Mike Copes. I'm Andy Baxter. And this is... Puppies and Watermelon. Welcome. Welcome, Episode everyone. number 39. I would just firstly like to say how clear our voices are. Usually, your voice, for probably the last year and a half, your voice has been crystal clear. Mine has been not because it's been through the iPad while I was traveling. Fair enough that you were sounding, sounding a bit it's funny because yeah, it's a, a Yeti is not a light thing to have to carry around if you want to go traveling. Yeah, I decided not to bring it with me. <laughs> but when I, got, I was excited to come home, people thought, get back to the setup. I set it all up. I was excited, got all the gear because you left half it here, which was fantastic. And then the first two episodes happened and I listened to it and still sounded like shit. <laughs> I thought, it must be like not plugging in the right spot or something. I'm not sure what's going on. I was pretty sure I had it mug, uh, sorry, the microphone set up, plugged into power, plugged into USB, sorry, headphones on. So I'm also listening to me. I could hear my voice. It sounded good. And then just last episode, I asked you what your settings were and we checked the settings on the computer and realized it wasn't, uh, the software was still picking up my laptop microphone. So this is the second thing that you brought it up because I was trying to work out how to actually raise that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it sounded pretty shocking. I was still home and it wasn't any better. And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) It can't be that hard. But But now it's fixed. Hopefully. Well, we we never know until we listen to it. But it's very interesting. Like, it picks up everything. Like, just moving in this chair. Like... Scratch my nose. This is why we. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm drinking tea, which is bad enough. But this is why we don't eat on the podcast anymore. Is because these microphones <laughs> pick up everything. Remember everything. the Dorito saga? That was a great time to be alive. Oh, yeah. Eating Doritos while yeah, that's not. That's not. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. It's a great way to record, though. I remember at one point I had all the eating noises from one of the episodes, and I was planning on putting it together as a super edit. And then I realized that, that a that was a really waste of time. And uh, B, it was just awful. <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of eating noises, close mics, and it doesn't sound nice. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could claim it was ASMR, except it wasn't. And you're very critical of, uh, I'm not sure about you, but when you listen, but when I listen, I listen to make sure I don't sound like a dummy. And just the little mannerisms, because it picks up every little stupid thing you do. You can't, you can't, yeah, it's ruthless. It would weird. If, if it was your partner, it would remember oh, everything you said and you'd never get away with anything. You're horrible. Well, I mean, that's the case anyway, isn't it? Well, pretty much. But, but interesting, though, when I sent, which one was a couple episodes ago, I sent it back. And remember, I was telling the story about on the cruise ship and the guy said three words that were, he, he said it to his partner while yes. her mum was there. And the words were, the weirdest three words I've ever heard together. And. Just like right now, I'm writing down the timestamp of when that happened. Three minutes forty. <laughs> I had to write a note to the, ed- the the people that edit it and say, "Hey, I say these um three words and I have to write them out. Can you please censor them out?" <laughs> and it's really weird to write it to people who say, "I don't know why I said I said these words. I wish I didn't say them. Can you please beat them?" And now I have don't to do it again. Could you please censor? <laughs> now I have to do it again. When's that? Four minutes. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> So I'm ready. I've always got a pen and paper now. Whenever I say something dumb, I have to like write down when it is because that's how they like it happening. But I mean, just so we can say to them, can you please take that back out? <laughs> can you please? They're pretty good at removing the parts that you don't want in. So it's pretty cool how they do that. But here we are. Anyway, have you been outside of censoring your own words? Good, good. We've been um, probably, probably strange. We are... Uh, into our obviously into our apartment at the moment but i wouldn't say we'd been fully moved in because just lately we've been like doing the finishing touch like just yesterday we got internet connected which turns out is a pretty big milestone like when you have to hotspot your phone to do everything for like seven weeks it's a pain in the bum and use a lot of internet oh yeah so um finally got M- apparently it's mbn and um some of the fastest speed but it's good enough for us and we can just do whatever we want like yesterday we just, you know how, I'm not sh- do you like updating your apps on your phone and your and your devices? Yep. It's like, Religi- one, religiously, it's like one of my favorite yeah. things to do. And I enjoy doing it manually so I can go through and look at the release notes of what new things they've had. That's how nerdy I am. I love it. I just seen, love seeing what they did. Like, we updated the UI. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> how dumb is that? But, and and that does not, I'm not sure. She, she was just, I think she's allergic to updating apps. 
But updating <laughs> apps is good because it fixes problems that you previously were frustrated with. I mean, yes, it introduces new problems, but it fixes the old ones, hopefully. And that's and so yesterday last night it was just updating everything. It was like backing up computer, updating Google Drive on the computer, updating the photos from the phone to the backup on the computer, updating all the apps and all the device. It just felt really good. Updating, downloading podcasts because it wasn't downloading podcasts on on mobile. So it just felt really good and probably downloaded. I'm not sure my whole month's worth of of phone data. And you always nervously have to check your um your phone data so make sure it's still on Wi-Fi. But internet, old thing, just new fascination. I love it. It's amazing. And recently we got a, a present from our, our grand folks, really nice of them. They got us a TV in our lounge room because I'm not that much of an adult, don't own a TV. Thought I'd get away with not having one because, you know, we just watch Netflix on TV. But, I'm oh, sorry, on uh, either laptop or the phone. And I can tell you, watching Netflix on a TV is slightly better than watching it on your mobile phone. Slightly. Is it just slightly better or will you actually admit how much better it is? A lot better. So much God, better. Yeah, there we go. go. We, we've, been, we've been eating for dinner and we've got our mobile phone propped up on a little stand on a chair in front of us and we've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on my mobile phone for weeks. It's. I, I, mean, I don't want to judge, but how... I mean, we get, you get used to it and it's just normal. But when you, when you can reduce your normal and then introduce a new normal that was previously normal but is now amazing, it's, it's life-changing. And we're back. I'm going to put that keyboard down now. Yep, no, <laughs> Do you reckon that uh, happened just then? I pressed the space bar by accident because oh, I was playing that. So I put the keyboard down now. We do everything right now. That's fine. We're so bad at this. Do we, we need like a... a, a so a person who can just look after <laughs> just all of this that isn't me. Remember that time when we deleted the episode? <laughs> oh, no, please don't. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard doing this stuff. Even today, people don't know that like, we totally stuffed up with the timing because it turns out one of us has daylight savings and we didn't realize. And Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. So I wake up at half six. What was it? Half six? I wake up at half six to be ready to record at seven. Get up and I'm like, ah, oh, 10 minutes early. Excellent. Just send you a little message. Hey, coach, you ready to go? And your response is, uh, I'm still at work. <laughs> yeah, just leaving. And you're like, can I get a coffee? I'm like, man, you got an hour and 10 minutes. You can get a coffee. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so luckily, so you got up early for, I guess, just to experience no life. Yeah. <laughs> well, amazing- I did mean I had a nice chance to stand in the kitchen making a cup of tea looking at the world. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I don't know. Probably would prefer to be in bed. But uh, I like to go back to how we were talking about you watching Netflix on your phone because that way we're not talking about my cups. <laughs> yeah, well, no longer. I'm deleting it off the phone because it's great on the TV. And also, this we have YouTube on the TV. When was that a thing? That's, that's a thing, been, right? That's been, yeah, that's well, been a thing for quite a long time. I know, but we've just been away from this technology. Like, we come back and this NBN is a thing. I'm like, what's NBN? Oh, it's unlimited internet. That's a thing? Unlimited internet. Didn't have that before we left. Also, mobile phone plans with like 20, 40 gigabyte plans. When did that happen? That's amazing. It's not unlimited, but it's still basically unlimited for your phone. But Well, I mean, I've got 20 gig on my phone, my plan, and I don't think I've ever got through it. Right, because when you're at home and you work, you're in Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, so I'm on Wi-Fi. But this is why I find it absurd that um, people are so obsessed with finding Wi-Fi. You don't need to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I just have plenty of data. But Mm -hmm. it seems that – I can't remember where it was, but there was somewhere where there was lots of children continually asking, oh, what's the Wi-Fi? Like, just just stop asking what the Wi-Fi is as soon as you turn (laughs) up somewhere. First of all, you're not here for that. (laughs) Say hello. Some yeah yeah or something like that yeah. Also I'm like how have you not got enough data? Like what do you do at home? All these memes on the internet about making sure that you're on Wi-Fi before you start streaming YouTube. That I don't empathise with that, and I don't know why. Yeah, that's definitely not going to be that'll be a problem where they'll be telling their kids like back in my day we had to pause the videos and watch it under Wi-Fi. And what are you talking about, Granddad? We have <laughs> that Wi-Fi, yeah. You're currently in a video right now. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, it's funny how in, even in restaurants, like there's one just around the corner, this uh, pizzeria, and they say because it's kind of a big line, you know, the most stupid restaurants, there's a huge line, you have to wait in line and out in the cold, blah, blah, blah. 
And they're like, if you're on your phone, you won't be served. <laughs> so they're pretty harsh on it. So I don't think they even have a Wi-Fi password. I think that's, I've had that multiple places where, yeah, they won't serve you on the phone, which I think is good. Funny. If you're on the phone, yeah. clearly you're busy. And you don't want your pizza. Oh, but while pizza. you're looking at, uh, at the window of your place, would you say it's summer or winter your place? I would say it's spring. Oh, okay. Because I was hoping this was going to be your topic of dear winter. No, no. Oh, that's a different thing. We'll talk about that later. Okay. No, it's it's been a it's been an interesting time here uh-huh. because we had a very war- we had a very warm February, so that was the end of winter. wasn't really winter. It was like late spring. It was not very warm, very sunny, and then it got colder again. And we're and I'm going back up to Scotland again this week, next week. Oh, next I lost week. you for a bit there. We're back. I'm back. I'm going up to Scotland for a week or so, and I've been trying to keep track of the weather up there, so I know what stuff to take. Like, how many you need to take? Like every winter thing or some of the winter things. Oh, is that where you're going but it's, this it's, week? Yeah, I'm going there on Friday. It's when I'm going up there because we've got a race on the Isle of Arran, and then we've got another week. Just monging around in Scotland. And this is, you just came back from Scotland, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you must like it. Uh, Yes. But also, it's the best time of year to be there because it's cold. Uh huh. There's no point spending a summer in a place that was still cold anyway. Yeah, not really. And Scotland also gets midges in the summer. And I had enough of insects bite me when I lived in Perth and had mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. so I just try. I just try to avoid that, really. But uh, yeah. So the winter had had a bit of summer already, and now it's back to wet and cold, and it's staying cold in the mornings. And when I got up this morning, I was like, "Oh, it's all right. I'll just crawl over to my computer and start recording with copes." And I was like, "No, no, I need to get dressed because it is cold in here." <sighs> and it's I'm, yeah. I still maintain that no one told me that when I lost weight, I'd get cold. <laughs> just gonna and stuck up more winter. More that's all. But that's not the solution. I just having to wear more layers indoors. I get picked uh-huh. up at work because I have my hood up under my headphones when I'm cold, and I was going, uh-huh. "Oh, what's wrong with you?" I'm going, "I'm just a bit cold. I just need, I just need, you know, I just like being feeling like I'm being held." That's it. It's like, that's why you got the banana pillow permanently wrapped around you. It's just, it's just comfortable. Yeah, everyone loves being a little spoon. Yeah. I don't want the conversation. I'm not sure. Oh, I love being a little spoon. I, don't know why I brought that up, but yes, it's the best position. <laughs> should we move on from we, we probably shouldn't admit that <laughs> I don't know I'd, I'd, I'd quite happily back that up a little spoon's the best spoon that's, that's a t-shirt right there <laughs> I, I think that was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day that's what made me think of it have you seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine I've seen all of it yeah oh damn it's pretty funny pretty good show I love it it's I I've, I think there's a couple of things about it. I can't remember how much we've spoken about this before. Have we spoken about this before? Uh, I don't think so. I'm just a couple. Oh. Just in the second season, but you tell me. Oh, you're in the second season. Uh, okay, right. I'll try and not spoil anything for you. Uh, and he's done. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happens in the second season. What happens when? But anyway, that's Brooklyn Nine Nine is a good example of a show that is really really good to start off with and has something very special about it which is that it's a show with a very diverse cast, but they don't go on about it being a diverse cast. What? Yeah, so basically they have... Uh, like for, for an American TV show, the cast is... Oh, hitting all bases, really. Yeah, hitting hit, hit all bases, but they don't go on about it all the time. Uh, I mean, they kind of go on about the gay thing a bit, quite a lot. But the, it's nice sign of how the times are changing but what confused me about it was how and i know i kind of i'm being a bit hypocritical here but i'm pointing i I find it weird how evan was going on about that for a very long time about how brooklyn 99 is breaking down barriers and it's got all these things about how there's characters with no sexualities that are normally on tv and i'm there saying but i didn't really clock that when it happened i'm just like okay you're fine this character's gay moving on but apparently in America, that was a big deal. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, for me as well, it's just a, a funny show. It just happens yeah. to have different types of characters. But, um, I mean, I will have to give you a little bit of a spoiler here, but hopefully it's not a big one. 
But um, later on, one of the characters... Oh, actually, I can just keep it going on. One of the characters comes out as bisexual in about season four? Mm. Or somewhere around there. Now, when, this, when I was watching this, they came out as bisexual, and I was just like, oh, cool, that's nice. And it's kept to watch the show. And, but what I didn't realize was that this went quite big online, and apparently it was the first time there was a bisexual character on a on a primetime TV show in the US or something like that. Oh. So I I just I don't know if that's a like I feel a bit weird about it. Only because for me it just I was like, yeah, that's no big deal. Like, okay. But Americans were going, Oh, it's it's, it's so uplifting to be able to see this happening on TV. The media and, yeah, I'm like, well, it could be a thing that because could. we're not, we are largely conservative majority, and we don't know the frustrations or or underrepresentation of the minority. That when it happens, it we unfortunately don't see it as a bigger deal as they do. So if they do, maybe it's that's a, the case. A good deal then. But I do. I sign up to the idea that um, one of the things we need to do to start tapping the uh, these kind of things is to stop talking about them. Not in a just to completely ignore them and hope they go away, kind of idea. But the more mm-hmm. fuss we make about discrimination, the more it's going to continue happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There kind of almost seems needs to be a point where it's not talked about and just accepted. But yeah, but I've also heard the opinion where in any kind of movement for equality is that if it's like a pendulum and it's completely on one side to start with, it almost needs to go completely on the other side where it's, it's too obvious on, that, it's, that it's being done before it can equalize in the middle. And I think it kind of needs oh, to yeah, go to that. that extreme, which I'd never thought about before, but I can understand like if, we're, if the majority are being annoyed by, I don't know, such a big deal being done by the minority, then it's kind of like a – not I told you so, but this is what it feels like for us. And then it, everyone's like, oh, okay, I get it. Let's, let's find the middle ground. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah. Once, once, but it does need to calm down after a while. Mm. And it is all like, even just talking about it, I feel nervous putting my voice and my opinion on record <laughs> because it's also such like a volatile topic where you say it one is, thing I think and you're slammed. It's very easy to sound like you um you feel that there was no discrimination. It's very easy to sound like um when you say oh we should stop talking about it. It's very easy to sound like oh it's not a problem. Right. Uh, but I do acknowledge it really was a massive deal, and it is it was a very big problem. Ideally, it would not be, and then we wouldn't have to talk about it. All right, perfect world. Brooklyn Nine Nine, love it. Love it. Good film. Series, yeah, for sure. And and the other thing um. Well, on top of the, the apartment is uh, I just recently got a whole bunch of boxes from uh, storage from, when I say storage, I mean my family's sheds. And these all been boxed away before I left and they're kind of for me to deal with now. And I open them up and it is like it's just finding treasure again. Like all those things like that Christmas. you clearly don't need and haven't thought about but just really enjoy owning or having or going, man, I remember I had that. There are some things like I'm looking at, there's a collection of probably 50 music CDs and cases. I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with those. I'm not sure if I'm going <laughs> to burn them or keep them or I, I don't know. I, think- I, don't know what, I don't know what to do with them because I'm not sure if streaming's a fad or if it's going to be, you know, if there's going to be, I know mediums change, blah, blah, blah. But so those are a bit unsure, but I'm also opening boxes where like I've got the original Xbox that uh, I got from a friend that they didn't want anymore. And I've got all his games I've never played before and I'm plugging this into the TV and it's just like being a kid again, like all like original Halo, all the all the different ones at the start and it's really fun. So it's, it's been like treasure. I've, I've had that when I shipped stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Across the sea. So I know exactly what you mean. It is opening your own things. <laughs> Surprisingly... Surprisingly exciting. How many months was it before you received yours when you ship it overseas? Uh, it was like a month and two months or something around that. Uh-huh. So less time than you've had without your stuff. And how much of that stuff did you end up throwing out that you shipped all the way across the world? 
percentage-wise? Uh, well, there's still a, a over a year later. There is still a box in the garage of stuff that I haven't bothered. Um, but it's not that I haven't bothered to unpack. There's just some of the stuff that never quite got out of the garage. Like I'll just go, oh, I'll unpack it later or something. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I don't need it. Most of these clothes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's some other bits in there. But I, it, I, I do have a problem at the moment where I'm living in quite a small space compared to the amount of stuff I have. I would like to have less stuff, but I also like my stuff. So there's it's a, a tough balance, conf- conflict of interest there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of I like things, but I also want to not have things. Uh huh. I want to keep these things. I feel you. I want to be I like, keep getting more things. Yeah, I want to be minimal. I want to have you know my special stuff, but I also have a lot of special stuff. I'm just, uh, I just like a lot of things. I like things. Exactly. I like having things. I wish I didn't have to, but I like having things. But they, I don't really know how all that's going to go when eventually I do move out and I try and get my own place. Mm-hmm. So, but that that's part of the problem I have at the moment. The reason it's such a a tip in my a tip in here is because I've got more space than stuff. So it doesn't really, none of it really has a proper home. Like at the moment, my desk is touching the corner and I'm now sat between my, well, it's not even a desk, it's like a cabinet. So that's why it's really uncomfortable to use my computer. But that's wedged between my computer and my TV in the space that I normally dry my clothes after washing them. <laughs> uh-huh. I've got one set of drawers I can't access because I've got a rack of clothes in front of it. All my climbing stuff, that's just in a big pile. But that's next. That's a different pile to the pile of more outdoorsy stuff that I've got because that's just where it has to live. I mean, it's an organized mess. Organized mess. Like if someone says, where's this thing? Oh, I know you where know, it is. Yeah. You know exactly where it is. You know which pile it's in. So it's, uh, I, it's just in a horrendous mess though. But I know exactly where it all is. Well, I say exactly where it all is. There's a couple of things I don't know where they are. Like, we brought up at work. I was speaking to someone at work the other day about how about a similar idea where we all know where everything is. And I said, I think I know where all my guitars are. And I was going through my guitars in my head, and I go, I know where that one is. I know where that one is. And then I've got some. There's one guitar I have no idea where it is. And I was just trying to work it up and work it out. I'm like, I actually have no idea where to look for that. And it was was just gone missing. Exactly. It's it's not that it's gone missing. It's just that I don't know where I left it. (laughs) I'm sure it's around somewhere. So you you learned guitar at some stage in your life? Yeah, a long time ago. I don't, I mean, I haven't touched one for probably about a year now. Like, Mm -hmm. I opened up Steam yesterday because I was booting up my machine, uh, computer to make sure it actually started after it took three days to not start recently. So I was scared of waking up this morning and my computer not starting. But I opened up Steam just to have a look at that. And Steam was like, oh, hey, you you last opened Steam a year ago. Boom. And I was like, that doesn't feel right at all. But it's right. I opened up Cookie Clicker by accident this morning. Clicked on the bookmark by, didn't realize it was a bookmark to Cookie Clicker. I was trying to delete it. And it was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you for a year. I'm like, that's not right. Time goes too quickly. You're trying to delete it. I don't do Cookie Clicker anymore. Think of all those hours. Yeah, that's exactly what, but that's what I'm trying to get ahead of. I've spent uh-huh. many hours on it, but I can't get those hours back no matter what I do. Uh-huh. So what I am going to get back is the hours that I would have spent on it if I could still blade it. Future hours. Yeah. That's, I haven't actually deleted the bookmark. I'm just going to delete it now. Delete. There we go. Wow. Because do you know what? Without Quickie Clicker, my life was just fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> turns out. And it was only, it turns out when you don't actually have that in your life, it's still fine. You don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But that was, I don't know how many hours of my life that you killed. Oh, yeah, that was my doing. (laughs) That was your fault. It was all your fault. You did your time well. Thank you, cookies. (laughs) Now I'm upset by that. (laughs) Anyway, should we talk about a conspiracy theory? Yeah, for sure. I think it's time we went to Conspiracy Theory Corner with Mark Oates. Have you got your tinfoil hat on? Yeah, good enough. Good enough. I heard this one on the new, on the uh, internet and I... Wait, this isn't your own Conspiracy Theory. This is someone else's. No, but I fully back it. I'm a 100% investor in this venture. And it's when... Do you remember... Oh, it was a brief... You know how there's all these uh, types of posts that come on, on social media where 
for once it was like there was these six pictures and your profession was like, what my parents think of this, what my work friends think I do when I do this. Do you remember those ones that go around? Like, oh, I do remember like, those ones, And yeah. what it's actually like and something different. It's all about people sharing their like, I don't know, frustration of what people think they do and it's actually harder than what people think, blah, blah, blah. So that's like one movement that happened like this, just this fad of people doing it and sharing it, blah, blah, blah. And there was one recently that did the the Facebook 10-year challenge. Do you remember that where you show like a face, a photo of you from 10 years ago and a photo now next to each other? Did that come by your circles? I did actually. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw a couple of people doing this, yeah. Uh-huh. It was a while ago, and wasn't it? It was good for Facebook because they always do their memories of, you know, this time last year, this time next year. And obviously, it's been more than 10 years, so they could quickly show it to you and you could quickly make this image and share it with people. And someone's conspiracy was that this was a data mining experiment so that Facebook could help build their algorithms to see what not only if this photo is the same as you in these two photos, but if this is you 10 years ago and is learning how people age so that it could recognize you in the future if you ever come back to the service after leaving it. What do you think about that? Uh, I think two things. First of all, if they wanted to do that, they wouldn't need to get you to remind you to check out. They just go into your old photos. So they're already doing it. Even worse. They've already got that information. Like they don't need to. They don't need you to consent to this or anything. Okay, I'm pretty sure they are doing lots of machine learning. Give me a second point first. I, I can't remember what no, okay. second point it was. I think <laughs> it was in of- <laughs> Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, that, was, that was kind of my point. Google also does this where, I'm not sure if you use Google Photos, but it'll say, is this you? And you're like, of course, dummy, that's me. Click yes. Is this one you? I'm like, yes, dummy, that's me. And, it, and it's slowly building it as well. So it's doing machine learning with your input as well. So they're not as clever. It's, but, it's um, pretty good at that though. I reckon that's is, better yeah. than the Facebook one. Sometimes I love going through all the albums of the different faces in Google Photos and going, oh, there's that person. Sometimes my Google Photos is racist because it's <laughs> when in Japan, yeah, what you mean. it's yeah. found people in the background in different photos and going, these are the same people, which you know, it has happened before because people go to the same tourist attractions and usually do a route. So I've definitely been somewhere where I've seen the same face go around, but I couldn't say if it was true or not. But you're very, very sneaky, Google Photos. I'm not sure if I, I trust you. You agree with my conspiracy? Because I think I've... Oh, yeah, that's definitely what they're doing. But as I said, they don't need your permission. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of do. But um, they don't need to... They don't need you to confirm it, to check it. You, you already said that was you 10 years ago. Why mm-hmm. can I not find... I'm trying to go... I'm on Facebook right now, working, honest, trying mm-hmm. to... Um, See if I can work out how long I've been on Facebook, but I cannot. Hmm. How do I go manage posts? No, oh, I, I give up. This is too. This is too much effort. I just wanted to see how long I've been on because I think it's around ten years. Yeah, yeah, it would be probably two thousand nine. Right, let's just clear that. Anyway, I'm off Facebook now. Sure you are. Tell me. I'm um, try, trying to not be on Facebook because I, I get things organised through there namely frisbee tournaments and frisbee training i can't just get rid of it and that winds me up no you know what i'm here to rescue you because i as i said last ish last episode something i've been like reading on about and while i was away on my trip in january last year i did this uh this um basically a a purge of social medias and it was like this uh an experiment, a little challenge that this author was doing and basically like broke my Facebook addiction in a month because you go cold turkey, don't respond to anyone. Like if anyone messages you like, tough, they'll get over it. You respond at the end of the month. And a lot of the arguments that people say are, you know, I organize events or I use Messenger to do these things. But the the catch is and, and like I'm not immune to it. Like just, you know, you catch yourself in the feed and you're like, Man, I've been doing this for 10 minutes and I haven't done the one yep. thing I specifically came on here to do. Yep. So like to avoid the feed, you could also go to your events page or it's facebook.com slash events and just bookmark that page and just always go there. You can still use Messenger and use the Messenger app or go to messenger.com. As long as you're avoiding the news feed because the profile, nothing really happens on your profile these days unless you post something. It's not like back in the day when people used to post things on your wall that you'd that you'd see. So save some bookmarks that way you can still use the events that's the good thing about facebook 
You don't have to worry about the stupid, you know, engineered newsfeed for you. I did at one point try and organize so the Facebook like notifications and things so that it would email me with the relevant stuff, but I didn't do a very good job of that. So it still doesn't quite work. But the annoying thing about the, and this is, I know that I, I see straight through what Facebook's doing here. If you set up, say, a certain group to notify you by email when a post is made, the email will not include the post. It just includes a little, a little bit of the post, first couple of words, and it says, "Oh, and now you can go and you can just go to Facebook, check that." So just go to the website, mm. which is very frustrating because the whole reason I've set up these emails is so that I don't have to go to Facebook. But it's like, oh no, you need to go there to get the rest of the post. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just set it up so I'm like, just send me the post to my email. I don't have to go on Facebook. Well, the thing and is, off. It's if anyone the- has a plugin or an app that would do that for me, please let me know. <laughs> send it in yeah well, i'll be very grateful the whole reason is they it's any any kind of well especially a venture-backed company is they want you in their ecosystem 100 percent. so anytime you even yeah. nowadays you click on if you're on your ipad or whatever on your phone and you're on, in their app and you click a web link it opens up the web link within their app in their own web browser it doesn't shoot you to your phone's default browser so it's just keeping you in in their system all the time so that's why they want you to come back but it's crazy how, especially I learned this in, in the comic side of things, is if you don't have a clickable link in anything, then people do not follow through. If you have it written, like on all my, all my comics on the bottom, I have the URL, and you'll send that, send that out to some people and they say, oh, where can I find more? It's like, I don't know, maybe the URL that's at the end of the comic, that might be a nice place to start. But people don't go to a web browser and type in URLs. So if it's not clickable, it's not a real link. And I find that fascinating. Like we've been trained so much to stay within a ecosystem that we've just forgotten that how to surf the web. It's it's definitely true. Most the vast majority of people don't use the vast majority of functionality. Mm-hmm. So when you're, we think of um, the good example is how many people still use Internet Explorer or now Edge, even though there's much nicer browsers out there, but they don't know no, that's just the default browser out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the default. That's that's right. It, it, it's kind of like when someone just says that's the internet. And go well, it's not. It's not really the internet. It's how you view it. But anyway, that's that's a semantics thing. When, when it comes to a case of um, how the user ex- expects it, there's a lot of users who are much less tech savvy than say we are, and just you know do things the way they've always done them. Like you hear stories about how people's grandparents or something uh, always open a new instance of internet explorer every time they wanted to go to a new web page so they have but they don't know how to close them or some people who said like their parents think once they've minimized a window it's gone because they don't know where to go and get it again so mm-hmm. whilst we think it's easy enough to go around and click on all these different things i've realized there's a lot of people who didn't grow up with computers so therefore it's not immediately obvious what's going on so that's why when it's not inside the app they this happens it's because whilst we look at it and go well it's very obvious there's a link here because some people just don't spend as much time with computers they don't they don't know that right now you make them oh. feel really mean thank you <laughs> but, but yeah that's, that's what you should take away from that copes copes is a dick yeah that's 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 what you should take away from that i'm sorry to all the grandparents out there i'm sorry i'm very sorry no well i think that people should just learn how to use it properly yeah and that's right i'm not sorry use chrome don't don't use don't use internet Explorer. Remember when chrome. chrome came out google's made it. internet so you can still look at the internet and this other thing made by google we sure this is a thing that's crazy. This is a good idea. And now I'm just like, yeah, and sign everything into Google, please. Would you like to remember my yeah, credit card? Sure. Yes. I don't want to type these numbers again. Thank you for storing <laughs> my numbers on your phone. I've gone back computer. and forth on that so many times. Like, like yeah, I remember uh-huh. it now. Well, actually, I don't want you to remember that. And now I'm back into the, yeah, just remember it because it makes it so much easier when I'm trying to do stuff. But like, maybe that's a good reason to not do it so I'd spend less money. It's always bad when you get to a stage and you've remembered your credit card and the expiry and the three digits on the back, so you don't actually need your card. That's a bad, dangerous place to be on the internet. Front, but Google does, Mm. and Google doesn't know the three numbers on the back, but I do. It does. So that's how that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Speaking of uh, money, though, Uh spending. I read an article in uh, Men's Health. I don't know why it was in there. But uh, an article about mental about becoming financially independent. The idea being, you can retire. I think what the headline was like, you can retire at thirty. I was it's more realistic. Just like retire listening at 40. this in a podcast while I was driving home today. 
that exact term. So you've heard of this idea as well, financial independence. Do you do you want to quickly try and sum up the idea? Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. I think uh, <laughs> I can give it a go. Yeah, you go, you go. So the idea being that we live in a society which is very much based on spending money. So you earn your money and you spend it, and the average amount of debt is is eye watering. I thought I was in you know, a bad amount of debt, but I've, when I found out. Well, the average was, I was like, oh, actually, I owe, apparently I owe very little money in comparison. I think part of that helps by not having a house. But anyway, the, if part of the idea was you earn so much more money than you actually need. So if you can put away, say, 50% of that, which di- there's different ways of doing it. Some people would try and save everything so they only spend a very small amount of their paycheck. They eat the cheapest foods and they game it and very much try to make it so that they can save as much money mm-hmm. as possible. Some things just come down to just don't buy things you don't need. But they, if you can then save up all that money over time, then it builds up over, say, 10, 20 years. So if you do that and if you're good enough at it, and I would like to point out that you, there is very much a case of it's kind of a, it's a sort of middle-class idea because you need to actually be earning enough money so that you can save money. Right, there are a lot of assumed privileges already. Yes, I think it's very popular amongst people who this is less of an issue for anyway, because those who struggle financially tend to be completely unable to do this anyway. And those who subscribe to this idea, I think it was fire is the is is the community, I think is the best way to put it, the community that does this. But they yeah, yeah sometimes they find it a bit too easy to just kind of say, Oh no, it's just really easy. You just do this and this and this, and people say, but other people don't earn as much money. But anyway, once once you have enough money together, then you become what's called financially independent, which means that if you have a million dollars or a million pounds, if you have that saved up, you can live off the interest on it. So if you have a million dollars in, no, it doesn't even need to be in high interest, but if you're just smart that way, you put it and use tax incentives and stuff, you can get it so that you're earning a fairly good salary just by having that money. So the idea was that you can do this over 10 or 20 years if you're really smart. And that means that by your time you're 30, 40, or 50, say, you don't have to work anymore. Right, and you're, you're basically your nest egg is, is funding your living costs. So it's funny life, yeah. So, and then you don't have, because you're not having to work, you can do things you want to. And the, a lot yes, of it comes down to things like um, if you're in a dual income relationship, so you live off one income and then save the other. So it builds up quite it builds up quite quickly over there. And that way, because if you add it up over several years and you're smart of how you use how you save that money, then you can actually get yeah, you can get to the point where you don't need to keep on earning it. But it is very much a living off the uh, or kind of gaming the system because physics doesn't work by the idea that we can all sit back and do nothing. <laughs> Right. You're very much living off other people's work by that point. Yeah, I, I definitely I like the idea. I just always like ideas that just think outside the box and do something a little different. And it's definitely, I mean, there's a lot of, like I said, um, assumptions in that, but also there's a lot of frugal living, which, you know, some people may or may not be comfortable with and, you know, technically a lower standard of living. Still very comfortable, but... There's very know. different levels to how it's done, yes. Right, right. There's the completely reducing that you're living in a bad area so that you don't have to spend much money on rent or something like that and then eating only the cheapest food so that you know that you get the right you still need to look after yourself the calorie amount and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i think part of that would i definitely couldn't go that far because the whole reason to do this is so that you are more able to do what you want and if i end up having to continually bake beans and not you know, not have any of my service, subscription services that I sign up to, I think that would defeat the point because I'd be miserable. Right. So yeah, well, you, yeah. if the whole idea is to try and f- liberate you so that I find there's much more of a sliding scale about it. But it yeah, would be sure. nice. Yeah. Like, uh, not not that we did it to that extent, but for our trip, we definitely did a few things that were outside the box to do something that we never thought we'd be able to do, which is to like, a not work for a year, but also be be overseas for a year, and yeah. you know we we spent a lot of year like four well, it's not actually a lot four years saving, which meant like aggressively saving like putting a good percentage away, like I think well not even fifty percent though, but still quite a lot, and this was even on like for myself a casual casual job, so it wasn't regular income and seasonal, but there's certain certain catches that you have to be comfortable doing that you may not be. So like the year before we left, we house sat in our own city for a year. 
which means we could save rent and bills for a whole year before leaving. And that turned out being a large amount of money. But that meant that we had to be in a position where we could put our stuff somewhere. So our family was very nice to let us put our stuff in sheds, which, you know, some people don't have that luxury. And it means you need to have cars able to drive to your work and be a bit more flexible. And to be honest, it was very inconvenient, but the benefit of having saved that money in the end was was great. And and when we're away as well, we also house that as well to, to stretch it out for a few months. So I like it in that side of things where you just have to think a bit differently. Like I think about this with the new TV that we got and we definitely love it and it's awesome. But because we've done without it for so long, you can be a bit more intentional with it. So you can like watch the shows that you want to sh- watch or like if there's a movie, take the movie and then watch it later and remove the ads because your time is pretty much like the money. Like you've got it once and you've got to use it wisely. And I think if you just treat your money the same as your time, you can you can get away with a bit more. Like you can definitely be wasteful with both. But oh yeah, I don't know. Like, I I I value my time much higher than a lot of money. That's why I try to. That's why I've been going so many trips recently. Is because I'd rather go and do that, and it means that I end up spending quite a bit of money. But um, I'd rather have the experiences, especially seeing as I can do that now. But if I wait until I retire, I can't do that stuff mm-hmm. I, I i won't I, I mean i will find out when i do eventually retire but if at the moment the retirement age is 60 yeah i wonder if i get I to retire 67. yeah well, sure i want to say 67 so you know whilst we're at the moment of my parents like generation complaining about oh i'm not quite sure if i can retire i might wait another two years or so i'm thinking it's very frustrating listening to you talking about this because if you at least it's in sight for me i'm like i'm when i get to that age i have no idea what the retirement age is going to be hopefully i will be as i've pointed out financially independent so that i don't have to worry about it but we'll see what happens when we go there maybe the world won't exist we'll find out yeah i mean it's all pie in the sky thinking but i guess it's good to it's like new year's goals like it's good to have a goal and shoot for the what's the what's the saying you shoot for the moon so you can still fall and land on the Stars? stars. If you like the moon and miss, you're still amongst the stars. Oh, Something that, along those lines. Isn't that cute? Happy Valentine's Day. I'm not sure. <laughs> <if that's... laughs> but it's true. I don't know. But I'll, I like I like that, Tim. So you, are you like reading a bit about that kind of stuff or? Oh, I just came, came across it whilst I was reading and I was like, that's an interesting idea. And it, it did make me evaluate my spending a little bit and we'll see. Maybe in a year's time, I will say that I've managed to you know, implement some of that and I'm really getting ahead of it, but we'll find out. I feel yeah, like let's this be is honest, right now. Like, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, let's be honest, right now I'm definitely nowhere near that and stone cold broke, but it's good to have goals. <laughs> it's good to have goals, but it's a similar idea to how I'm trying to eat less meat. So I don't think I'll ever just stop eating meat, but it's a process. So if I start eating less meat, then we'll see how if, as time goes by, if I build it up, how, how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never thought I'd end there up go. starting to reduce my meat intake, but that, that's that's where we are. <laughs> yep, life takes crazy turns. Speaking of crazy turns, I'm very curious about your first topic. Fungus bedroom. Yes. Uh, I know that this is a very divisive idea, but apparently the idea of hearing about uh, other people's dreams can either be very, very interesting or very, very boring. Uh-huh. So I did have a very – but there's, there's, a, there's a part to this. This isn't just a story of a dream. That mm-hmm. I had. Well, let's, just get a, very, let's get the record straight. Was it a wet dream or not? It was not a wet dream. Okay. It was not a wet dream. Just like you have to put yourself in a frame of mind first to listen to it. So. I mean, I, I can't quite think about how to set the scene, but <laughs> let's just say I was in bed asleep. We'll start there, shall we? Uh, this happened uh, a while ago, and it was a very, very odd experience. But that's it's one of these weird – I'm not sh- – and I'm sure someone somewhere could like say that this dream – says that i'm concerned about some upcoming deadline or something but what the the crux of the dream was for some reason i imagined that i was no longer sleeping in a bed i was sleeping in a massive fungus like a big mushroom oh. and i'm not fond of mushrooms okay good greasy and this the underside or the top so side? much i don't like it was like it was like a bed like there was okay. i was lying on mushroom i had a mushroom duvet 
and it was really weird and I didn't like it and I don't like mushrooms. Uh But this woke me up because I was so uncomfortable with the whole thing. Just had the sweats. What was really what what was really weird about this was that I woke up, but I only half woke up, so I was still convinced that I was in the fungus Mm -hmm. bed thing. Mm -hmm. Which meant that I was still getting a bit anxious about it and not very happy. But Mm -hmm. then the really weird thing was that you know how in dreams some things I think we've mentioned this before, how you've you've added like an extra bit of narrative to the story where like you'll be talking to something and then you'll realize that that something is your friend or something. I think that's hard to like, you'll be speaking to a donkey and then you know this donkey is your friend, even though it's clearly not it's a donkey. But in this case, I knew that my girlfriend had done this to me. So she had managed to turn my bed into, I don't know how, that, that wasn't part of, I, I, the story of the world How building is why I didn't she, put that together. She knows you don't like mushrooms either. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, why would you do this? I'm very uncomfortable. I, I was very upset and I was feeling very insecure. And for some reason, I couldn't get back to sleep for a very long time because I was there. So so like, no, this is not true. This, none of this is real. You're still in your bed. Uh-huh. Have you ever just dream- took me- have you ever dreamt and you're like angry at someone in the dream and then you wake up and next time you see them, which is normally the next day, yep. you still have a bit of resentment towards them, even though what they did was completely yep. fictional and didn't even happen? Yeah, that's happened. But this, this was another case of that. I was just like trying to convince myself, none of this is real. Like this isn't actually happening and you're in just your normal bed. Mm-hmm. But it kept me awake for far longer than it should have. It should have been wake up. Oh, that was a dream. Go back to sleep. But this one yeah. was really, really weird. <laughs> Man, if there's something to help, like tactic to help you snap out of that feeling, I'd be all about it. Like, I imagine I it. it would be something along the lines of get out of bed, but I'm not up for that. I, I'm not sure you why. Like, wake up properly. No, thank you. Well, this is also that happens to me. Like when I'm mowing the lawn, if I mow the lawn in a happy mood, it's an amazing time. I just love mowing the lawn. I'm not sure why. I miss that a lot while I'm away. Mowing the lawn just feels therapeutic. Like it's. Very loud, but yeah. you just—it's like you're like cleaning it up in a pattern. You do a little circle, see what the circle ends up in the middle, blah blah blah. But if you start lawn mowing, lawn sorry mowing the lawn, and you're pissed off with someone, or like you're frustrated with something, I just replay that thought in my like that three second thought in my head for the next hour, and I'm furious at the end. I don't know what it is about mowing the lawn, but it repeats whatever's in my head at the time. So I can only do it in a good mood. It's weird. It's because all you, that's all you have. It just boils over and over again. Uh-huh. And also mm-hmm. I find that when you're doing something like that and you're in a bad mood, you only focus on everything going wrong. Exactly. Everything stuff to get caught up. Or anything over my foot. Over. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that or when you're trying to like tidy up and there's no space for anything and oh, it's never working, but it really is just that you're getting annoyed with something else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It would be nice if you could get out of that. I would like to also <laughs> write down my dreams, but I'm very scared of it saying it in public because sometimes I wake up and I have to tell Nat straight away what I dreamt about. And she just turns to me and goes, Dad is fucked up. Like that is that is not legit. Anyone's allowed to dream that kind of stuff. It's weird. You'd be arrested if you admitted that to anyone. Okay, <laughs> is she she like trying to like text for help as far as she's saying this. Stuff? <laughs> she doesn't say any of this, but I know it's in her head. She just like smiles and nods and goes, That's a great dream. Not that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna go elsewhere now for no for a completely unrelated reason. But the dreams you can't control the dreams. And weird things no. happen in dreams. And you just it's I don't know. It's weird. I'm not. I'm not proud of my dreams, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I don't know. Or, or... Don't let your dreams be dreams. Wait, no. In this case, definitely let your dreams, be, let dreams. Your dreams be dreams. Oh, but not not a mushroom bed. Damn. It was a very very weird experience to be awake at three in the morning and unable to sleep because I was convinced my bed was, bed was made out of a mushroom. What type of mushroom? The brown ones? I don't, I don't know what mushrooms are like. Do you like the smell of cooked mushrooms? No, nope, I can't stand it. What about little tiny mushrooms on pizza? Don't like it. Okay. Okay, I think it might tolerance a little bit high then. But I just- You about to be like, mushrooms are amazing. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't like them either. But I can be oh, convinced good. if they're like pulverized <laughs> into a pulp and mixed with a lot of other delicious foods. And I'm like, what mushrooms? I didn't know that was in there. I'm happy with that. Oh, if I'm going to eat mushrooms, I definitely have to not know I'm eating mushrooms. But that goes into I have to not taste them, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because they're a you they're a very common like meat alternative. 
And probably a good thing to like, yeah, a good thing to eat. Like same with nuts. I don't like nuts. I don't know why. I just don't like them. Oh, I love nuts. But I hear they're good love for nuts. you. I hear it's a good thing they're, to eat. They are good for you. But yeah, I get what you mean with the, like, the same idea of mushrooms where because they're good for you and they're not meat, so they're a bit more environmentally friendly, but I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this comes, a lot of my food choices come down to that, how I just, I don't like mushrooms. Mayonnaise means I can't eat sandwiches and shops most of the time. Oh. Um, and, mo- and nine times out of ten when they replace so like the vast majority <laughs> of sandwiches and shops have mayonnaise in it. I know this is because the otherwise they come across as very dry uh-huh. but every now and then you come across a sandwich that hasn't got mayonnaise in and I know we've spoken about this before but that tends to have tomato sauce in it which is also rules it out so uh, uh, I don't win do you ever have it where um, they just try and scrape it off and give it back to you no well I'm talking like in a supermarket or something okay, okay. but um, there's some of that comes down to like uh, when I was actually no some of it does work in my favour because when I, because I don't like fish, but apparently a normal way to Me try and get either. into vegetarianism is to cut out red meat and then white meat and then fish last. And I'm like, well, that last step doesn't have to matter because I'll just go straight past That's it. That's easy. Don't That's it. You're only anyway. a third of the way there. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like I don't eat fish. Wonderful. <laughs> uh huh. Who? So uh, yeah, there's, there's swings and roundabouts to this. Fishing. Yeah, your your yeah. mushrooms is someone else's fish maybe i don't know i don't know whoever thought eating fish is a good idea it's not it's yuck it's got bones it's in awful them. yeah but well, also why why avocado is so popular i just green mush yeah and they're not flavorless mush did i ever tell you what happens to me when i eat avocado is this going to be family friendly or is we, are we going to have to cut this out as well no we're good no bad dreams happen <laughs> here but they could do <laughs> But like, uh, it's it's only a theory. It's weird because one time I was adventurous. I'm not really adventurous with food. Like I eat what I like and I order what I like. And it's usually minimally on the menu because I haven't really tried other stuff because why would I go pay money to try something I might possibly not like? It's stupid. So I always get the same thing. This one time I decided, oh, I'll get something that I don't normally have. And it's, I don't know, it's for breakfast. It was like a, a muffin, like McMuffin style thing with like, bacon and avocado and I had that and I was like you know it's not that bad it's a bit it's like mushy peas like why why would I have this and why would I pay that exorbitant price to have it but whatever I ate it and then just walking home quickly had to find a place that had a public toilet I'm pretty good at that at finding public toilets in a hurry like I've you know I've learned that that skill over life but um even what to admit <laughs> yeah it's just it's, it's just a good thing. It's a good skill to have. You, if you're Trust in a spot me, of bother, got that from point. If you and me are out and about, and you need to go to the toilet, just look at your buddy Copes. He'll find you a public toilet, no worries. And oh, okay, I'll, I'll definitely remember that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you take eat your words later. And then um, <laughs> yeah, it turns out just all the all the exit devices of my um, exit apertures of my body fully activate. And it wasn't a pleasant experience and had to quickly get back to the house and, and have a round two. But then I thought, okay, I must have, oh, it could have been food poisoning, whatever. And then I lashed out. Did you out. have coffee with this? No, 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 no. This, is, this isn't a standard splatter bomb. I know like the deal of different, different exits. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't coffee. And another time I had like, this is months later, I had like a, you know, chicken and avocado pizza. I wouldn't order it. Someone else did. I was like, whatever, I'll eat it. And um, again, pay the exorbitant price to pay av- avocado. Same thing happened that night, and I thought I'm going to connect the dots. Last time this happened, avocado, and so I'm not I'm not willing to try it a third time and pay money to have a bad night. So I just just uh, don't have it at all. But I find it weird that why avocado? Like what's what's an avocado? Have you considered the possibility you're allergic to it? Yeah, I mean, there's that. But isn't allergies a weird thing? Like just one vegetable. Fruit, vegetable. And what your body's it? like, it's going to kill you. I'm going to shut down. Exactly. It's definitely like uh, retcon five, like everything's gone. Red alert. That's not good. <laughs> no. Anyway, well, we haven't got too long left. So we'll quickly your thoughts on um, Game of Thrones is back uh-huh. soon. Oh, yeah, next week. We should probably last week by the time it comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's uh, past the peak or it's like interest level? Do you think as soon as it starts, everyone's going to be super excited again? 
that's what I'm curious about. And what I wanted to mention was that Game of Thrones has been one of the biggest things for quite a few years, however long it's been out. Yeah. Uh, it's been very popular. And now season eight, the final season is out and I haven't really heard much about it. Yeah. Like last episode, it was really fun to be a part of where every week you catch up with your friends and like, whoa, what happened? What do you think's going to happen? I just really enjoyed that. Um, that type of discussion yeah but it was it was definitely an event like that but now uh-huh. this time around i'm like oh it's not actually no one seems to be talking about it not much is going on about it maybe i'm just not in the right places on the internet but that's, i thought that was weird how it's sort of by them missing out a year they kind of uh-huh. maybe i'll be wrong and when it comes out it'll it will be yeah, back I'm, and it will be shiny. I'm willing to wait until the first Monday and just see what happens after that. Like, I'm actually excited. And if anyone, oh, I can't wait. If anyone like says like it was shit, I'm just like, well, you're not my friend for the next eight weeks. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna have you in <laughs> so my I'm life. Just not gonna talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like we, was, we can talk again later. Yeah, I was saying to Nat, like we're driving to work this morning. I was saying this is such a great time to be alive and into pop culture because. The last time things like this happened was probably original Star Wars. Like where the Marvel Universe is right now and where Game of Thrones is finishing with a definite hard end, like we never know what's going to come in the future. But it's just, I think, a pivotal moment in cinema and TV. And it'll be what people talk about. You know, in 10, 20 years, it was like, remember when Game of Thrones, they might take the piss out of it or who knows how it will end. You know, there will always be people that don't like the ending. But um, I don't know. It's it's exciting. Like we, I think we said this about the Marvel stuff. Like I don't know. Go in with an open head that you'll enjoy it, and then enjoy it, and then everything will be fine. <laughs> don't don't assume it's going to oh, be yeah. shit. Well, I think it's going to be good. I was just conf- confused as to how it just doesn't seem to be having the hype train that it used to have. Yeah, I'd agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't really seen like, no memes, no nothing. Who knows? It comes out on I think as. At time of recording, I think it comes out on Friday, Monday, right? Friday. Oh, is it Friday? Monday. Well, I don't know okay. when it comes out. I yeah. don't really pay attention. I stream it after it's come out. So <laughs> anytime. Um, anyway, mm, one yeah. last thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was listening to "Dear Winter" by AJR, their new single. What? Have you heard this album? Have you, no. have you not been keeping up with AJR? No. Yeah, got some new tracks out. <sighs> I would definitely go and give it a listen. But anyway, with AJR, "Dear Winter" it's about. It's a song where he's singing to, you know, you know, it's weird. You can listen to a song for ages and then suddenly one time you're actually listening to it and then kind of understand what's going on in uh-huh. the song. Oh, this song's about genocide. Like, wow, I didn't really know that when I was singing it out loud. Well, the, the good example for that is how Every Breath You Take by the Police is, oh, it's such a romantic song. And then you listen to it and go, no, this is explicitly about stalking someone. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I'm very, I'm very surprised that Every Breath You Take survived the Me Too hashtag. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but anyway, oh. well, I thought it was crap song anyway. But um, so I was listening to Dear Winter, and there's a song there where a uh, song. It's a whole song. There's a line which says, "Um, he's, so he's talking to the future child he's expecting to have, and how oh. he's not having it now." But he also says, uh, "But where is it? We're here." So it says, "Dear Winter, I hope you like this song, and even when you're 13 and you scream at me for parenting you wrong." And it says some nice things as well. But it occurred to me that when I was listening to this, I was like, we don't actually really seem to acknowledge, or I know I haven't, acknowledge when our parents parent us right. So when you're a child or teenager mostly, you get very angry and angsty about the things that your parents won't let you do mm-hmm. and complaining all the time about how they want to go out, whether whether you do this, whether you do that. But what you don't really seem to do is look back on how they parented you after that happened, so when you say our age, and appreciate how well they did, or right, what the amount the, the you know the amount of hours. I mean, hours is one way to put it, but it's definitely much more time than that. So much time and effort went into raising you, and I don't know how often everyone thanks their parents for doing that. I know I don't enough. So what I would like everyone to do after listening to this episode, just uh, think about that, and then I'd like you to go and tell your parents how much you appreciate them putting the time and effort into raising you so that you can be you and just let them yep. know that. Yeah. That's really nice. Yep. They'd probably, they'd probably like to hear it. And, and you've probably uh, never said we, it. <laughs> yeah. You've probably never said I know we say, call your mum after the episode quite a lot, but I reckon this, you know, this is another good excuse to go do that. Just go and do that. And then uh, you'll feel a lot better. And, uh, and they'll think you're on drugs. Be a little bit happier. It'd be great. Yeah. And probably think you're on drugs. Yeah. Just don't start with a double rainbow. Like, don't. 
but like I'm, I'm still waiting for like uh, any manuals to come out because it, like guys becoming men, like no one teaches you how to become a man and no one really teaches you how to be a parent. Like I don't, how did they learn to do – I mean, yes, they may have done some wrong, but they did a lot of right that you just gloss over. Yep. And, uh, but you'll think at the time, like, no one teaches you how to be a man. But when you look back after a while, you realize you, you've got quite a lot of this stuff figured out. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of the credit should go to your parents, and you should you should give them the credit. Let them know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I best we better wrap this up because, uh, I, well, <laughs> yeah. I've got to go to work. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I should. Um, so, practice swinging bike, Opes. And, uh, yeah, thanks we'll for watching, Bailey. Uh, um, anytime. Well, I mean, I say sometimes. I won't do it anytime, but uh-huh. sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we will, uh, we will talk again soon. Yep. Catch you then. Have a good time in Scotland. Catch you around. Bruce.